Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 56 of season three of This Osteopathic Life. This is the penultimate episode in the daily podcast adventure. This is number 29 out of 30 for the month. And yes, we're doing a trifecta on the final day. And that's okay. We're making it work. Sometimes when we're working toward a goal, we adjust the timeline. And we're keeping actually that finite timeline in place, but we're shifting where the average falls for these episodes. So we are coming through 30 episodes in these 30 days. We had two conversations in addition to that. And it's been an epic adventure. I thank you for joining me. As I reflected on what we would bring through in these final episodes, I wanted to share an experience I had yesterday in a group with whom I was working, and we talked about hope. And interestingly, I didn't think about this or the coincidental timing, but we were in the first week of Advent for those who observe, and the theme often is hope in this first week of Advent. And let's just look at that word for a moment. Think about it and feel it. What comes up for you? As always, if you can safely take a moment, close your eyes. Say hope, feel hope, see hope. What images come through? What is that like for you? How do you relate to that word? How do you experience hope? Do you notice hope as a feeling? Do you take up hope as an action? Can hope be transmitted? That was a question we thought about and we offered to one another. Can we instill hope in others? We often talk about how we are responsible for our own thoughts, feelings, and actions, and not those of others. We also talk about the exchange of energy and that human connection and that connection between all sentient beings and seeing, can it be felt, exchanged, increased, decreased, and explored that concept. Now, when we think about hope, we can come to some of the definitions, and we will. We can also notice those connotations and the feelings, the associations that we have with hope, and perhaps find alternatives if that word doesn't quite resonate for us. Thinking about hope in the context of this past nearly two years now, we're coming through to that space in the pandemic and noticing as well where it might seem that perhaps we could get used to things or recalibrate or adapt in different ways. We might also have the experience of extreme fatigue and exhaustion. Hope might seem inaccessible to us or unworthy of our time or unlikely to keep us through. I've reflected on Ted Lasso multiple times in multiple episodes and I continually will do so. There's a lot of brilliance in that show and the theme of the town right in Richmond was it's the hope that kills us. Versus Coach Lasso, who believes hope is what is going to get us through holding on to that belief. And both can absolutely be true for each person who's experiencing it in that way. They can be true at the same time. And we can decide which sustains us and which sabotages us. We talked a lot about sabotage in the arc of those nine episodes most recently. 
So let's investigate some definitions of hope, perhaps some alternative words we can use in place of hope, the experience of it, and the opportunities that it brings to us and that we bring to it. So looking at the full definition of hope, we have the essential meaning in the full definition. Let's start with full definition. To cherish a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen or be true. And thinking about that, and that word want in there can make it challenging. Desire in there, we've talked about letting ourselves have needs, wants, desires, and supporting ourselves in doing so. So just simply noticing that. What is something you want to be true? Many of us might think we want this pandemic to be over. Right? We hope that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that hope that it could be, that that's a possibility, may keep us going. It may also not seem true right, and not believable enough, and it could feel like a betrayal. That we thought we were there, we hoped that if we did X, Y, Z, we would get there. And when we don't, we feel betrayed by even having held that hope. So looking at that and noticing the times when it helps us, and I think about hope in the long vision, where it's kind of farther away and we're aiming toward it. It's keeping us in that big picture trajectory. And sometimes that can be easier, right? We don't have all the details of it, but it's that light. It's that beckoning, calling us forward. And then sometimes when we get closer, it might get actually a little bit confusing. It might look different than what we thought. Have you ever been really far away from something? And then you got up close and you said, oh, that's not what I thought that was a picture of. That's not what I thought that was. We think about the oasis effect, the mirage effect in the desert, right? So that mirage keeps us going, thinking there's water there, and then we might arrive, and it's not. And that hope may have kept us going, because if there was nothing in the distance, we might have just stayed right where we are. And you might think, well, if we walked all that way and there's still nothing there, is that helpful? But did it get us to the next space where another mirage, or perhaps actually the real oasis solution, water, hydration in the desert is actually there. And we needed that stepping stone of hope, even if we might look at it as false hope. But even there, was it false if it gave us a sense of the possibility of there being a solution of an answer? And these are questions to which I don't have the answers. And I'm posing them to you and would love to hear from you what comes through. Looking at hope as the desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment. And notice in their expectation, we talk a lot about that experience. So thinking of, I'm hoping for this and I expect it to actually come true. And noticing if that levels you up a bit, does that put you into a more active state? And this is a space where we got a lot of pushback on hope. Was that if hope keeps us just in this simple space of wishful thinking and not doing anything to move toward it, hope can be problematic. And thinking about to desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment, is there room in there to hold that hope, to believe it's possible, to believe it to come to fruition, and to do the things that you can contribute to actually make it happen? And we talk a lot about our thoughts creating our results, but there's also action in there. And it doesn't have to be forceful action. The action can be really in that active believing space, noticing what the obstacles are, checking in, conversations. It can be in actual tangible action. I think about in physical activity, right? So if you hope to build a wall, right, you can believe it to be possible. You can hope for it to be done and you can get the supplies, right? So both of those can be true together. Now, this next one 
is really interesting and brought in one of the synonyms that surprised me when we were looking at alternatives to the word hope for when it doesn't sit so well with us. And it says to expect with confidence and to trust, right? So what about there? Right? What about with that one? Are there spaces where you hope with a lot of wispiness and wishfulness and just thinking, man, it's a wing and a prayer if that actually happens? And are there times when you hope and you are pretty certain that it is going to happen, right? I hope with this sense of there's no question that this will be true. And is there a difference there? Does it have an impact? Can you look at a time when you were needing, wanting, desiring, and had that hope and it was out on the horizon and you weren't quite sure if it would happen, but because you wanted it, you decided to keep on with that hope. And have there been times when you've hoped and wanted for something to be true and it was a sure thing in your mind, in your heart, that it was going to come to fruition and did it and did it not in either of those situations? And what can we learn from those experiences? Now, thinking about the act of hoping against hope, when there's hope without any basis for expecting fulfillment, it might be that wild dream, the pie crust promise, if we reference some Mary Poppins, and why shouldn't we, when we're talking about hope, about possibility. And are there times when you're willing to hold on to that hope, even though it may not be particularly likely for that thing to happen? Is that possible? Now let's look at hope, right? That was more in the active, the verb sense. Let's look at hope, the noun. A desire accompanied by expectation of or belief in fulfillment. Expectation of fulfillment or success. And so seeing that hope is a thing, seeing it as an entity. And I've talked in the past about thoughts and feelings being these little creatures, right? Seeing them as living on our shoulder and giving us insight. What about hope in that way? If you gave hope structure and embodiment, what would it look like? Would it be a white light? Would it be smiling and happy, right? Would it be glowing? Would it be larger than you could contain in some specific object? And what about someone or something on which hopes are centered? And we think about that, right? Who is our hope? We'll use that language. We'll use it often in athletics. We might use it in politics. We might use it in our profession, right? There are hope for survival. There are hope for growth. There are hope for the next breakthrough. And then something desired or hoped for, right? So what is that hope that you are holding? What does that look like? Now we're going to come up to the concept of hope and the essential meaning and really see the commonalities there to want something to happen or be true and think it could happen or be true. All right? So the wanting and believing it's possible and here's that space. Can we enter in and support that with some meaningful action? Does it change when we do that? Is hope only that passive space of really honing in on the belief of it? And does hope have room for the act of bringing it to fruition? There's a really beautiful encouragement that was offered in the group that sometimes rather than simply bringing hope to a space, there is the bringing of directness and directives and encouragement or orders, if you might, to someone to say, you know, get up and do this thing. And it can seem like, well, that's not helpful or hopeful, but what if it is? What if it's you extending your hope to them that you believe that they are capable of doing this thing, that they are capable of making progress? And that absolutely is hope. It's believing this thing to be true that hasn't yet happened and calling for the action to get there. 
So perhaps that's a space where we can begin to marry. We can begin to expand the opportunity for hope to go from just the thought, just the belief, to the tangible expression in the world. Now, we talked about some of those synonyms that come up for hope. And one that was offered was optimism. And seeing that, right, being open to different possibilities. And I love that prefix part of optimism, the OP component of it. Saying, okay, there are options here, right? There are opportunities. There is something else besides what is. That comes through with optimism. Expectation. And we've talked about this a lot. Seeing how we frame it. Seeing if sometimes we might need to keep a really wide breadth of expectation, really outlandish expectations, truly stepping into believing what's possible. And maybe times it can be helpful to narrow in, be more reasonable, set a low bar even with our expectations so that we can get there, that stepping stone of hope to make it seem possible and attainable. Thinking of hope as perspective, different ways of engaging and of being, of giving ourselves a new look, because many times if we're in a space of tunnel vision, it can feel hopeless. We're only where we are. We've only done what we can do. We are going to do the same thing because that's what we've always done. Right? And that can keep us in a cycle. And perspective can remove those blinders, help us to glance off, give us a new lens, open the view and say, oh, there's something else here. And there's somewhere else I can go. Not that I have to go somewhere else to feel better, but that I'm not stuck. Right? This isn't the only option. And that doesn't even have to mean physical movement. But the way I'm responding, the way I'm engaging with this isn't the only option. Now, here's the one that surprised me. We heard a little bit of a preview of this when we came through the definitions. But hope as confidence. And honestly, I never really thought of it that way. I probably assign hope more in that, I don't want to say flighty, but that word is coming through. But in this more superficial and perhaps wispy space, it didn't feel like it had much structure or form to it. And that's okay. I think it's okay to have those beliefs and again, those feelings That part, perhaps for me, is where the challenge of hope comes through because it can feel a little bit too airy-fairy, right? I don't know why those are all the visions that are coming through, but when I picture that version of it, it's almost like Tinkerbell, right? Even when she's not in form and she's just floating around and it's flickery and it's light and it's enticing and it's beautiful, but sometimes it doesn't feel real. And that might be because it's not real yet, right? Something that hasn't yet happened, but we believe it's possible that it will. But think of hope as confidence. I really had to stop and think, wow, what does that offer to me? What does it offer to others? That having confidence that something will come to be, having confidence that I will be able to show up and make something happen. And believing in advance, we talk about a lot, but having a little bit of evidence can be really useful. And so noticing the times and spaces where we say, I'm confident that this can be. And here are the contributions I will make to that. That changed up my relationship with what hope could mean and the different ways we might be able to implement it, especially when we're talking about big system reform. And we see it in all kinds of spaces and places. Now, I have to do a little aside here because my husband has been listening to Alan Watts, which is so fascinating to me because he's been one of my favorite authors for many, many years and seeing it come around to fruition and thinking, did I not share this before? But also we can have our experiences in different spaces. And when it comes back around through someone else's lens and interpretation, it can take on new meaning and new depth. And the video there, the audio really that he played back for me today, 
really talked about. If we're always looking for peace and looking for calm and looking for reform, it's us believing it's not here right now, that we're not in it, and that we have to seek it. So seeking to resolve conflict means we're in conflict. And that one I had to stop and think, oof, right? What does that mean? And could I take that to a step too far and interpret it as that means we're just dwelling in the problems? And can we just again pretend and believe ourselves that none of it is happening, none of it's wrong? And can I step into a space of, okay, acknowledging that if I'm seeking peace, it means I'm not at peace. And how can I bring peace in? And can that then extend peace to the world around me? If I'm believing that there's any separation between me and the world around me and me and the others who are in the world, right? And we can get into some of this meta thinking, but that one, what confidence can I bring into this situation? And how can I see what's already there? How is what I'm seeking already here, even if it's in a glimmer? Because sometimes we might say, and we've had some horrific events happen here, not too far from home for me today, that are not surprising. So unfortunately, you know, some things have become so routine in our world that they don't seem as egregious as they actually are. And I don't mean that to belittle anything of what happened, but just noticing the frequency with which it happens, right, can numb us to it can normalize it when it's very much not a normal way of being. And seeing that as a problem is totally reasonable. And seeing if we're looking for hope, if we're looking for peace, if we're looking for resolution, where is it already? And that can be a hard question to answer, especially on the day. And I'm not asking anyone immediately to answer that. But I'm offering us the opportunity to consider it and to see where is the peace? Where is the calm? Where is the connection? Where is the humanity? Can I see that? Can I feel it? Can I be it? And can I hope in the sense of confidence? And can I hope with that space for contribution and bring that forward? And that taps into the next synonym that was offered for hope, which again surprised me, of courage. And so to have hope is to have courage. To hope is to be courageous. What if we think about it that way? What does that mean? And what does that bring up for us? If we're being courageous, if having hope means, right, we're believing in something that hasn't yet happened yet to be possible and we're willing to contribute to it, what does that look like? And how does that show up in the world? Hope as faith, right? Faith is believing without proof, without evidence, And like I've said, we talk about believing in advance, having some proof can be helpful. And where are those spaces where we are willing to have and hold faith, even if it hasn't proven itself to be true? And what are the risks and benefits there? Let's be real about it. And if it is something where we've been once bitten, twice shy, or multi-times bitten and exponentially shy, notice that that's okay. Notice that we need to check in for our reserve and what's possible for us in that time. And it might not be the time and the space to be the one to have faith or to have to be the bearer of courage in that space. We can ask for help. We can reach out. We can know and notice our limits. And we can see collectively, I need someone to be able to hold hope with and for me. And that comes back to that question of, can we instill and offer hope to one another? Looking at hope is chance. You know, this one starts to leave that tangible, stable, sturdy, 
robust space back into that kind of light and wispy opportunity. But it still is that. You're telling me there's a chance. And I don't make light of this situation, but I also bring light to the situation because another quote that was brought through in this discussion came from Amanda Gorman. And if there's anyone who is bearing hope for the world and for all of us at this time, she is one of those light bearers. And if you haven't read her work, and if you haven't listened to her inauguration poem, please do. And this line from it really brought that forward. There is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. And what if both of those are options? What if we don't always have to be the light, but we can engage our bravery by seeing it, by being willing to open our eyes and look up, by being willing to peek out from behind the curtains or under the blanket or outside the blinders. And the opportunity is there to be the light. That is an option for us. And hope doesn't have to be this far off, intangible thought. It can be right here, right now, practical in small measures. That's where we can reframe those expectations. And so seeing that you're telling me there's a chance can come through. That being and bearing the light in the space is an option. That being willing to have faith in advance of having proof. Being up for courage and knowing that courage can look and feel lots of different ways. Witnessing courage in others, honoring that experience. Seeing where confidence brings structure to hope. Where optimism tells us there's more than what we're seeing right now. There's something bigger, there's something beyond me in this here. And I'm part of this in that bigger thing right in this moment. Noticing the opportunity for perspective to shift and for that to be a space for hope to grow, for hope to be nurtured, for hope to be shared, and for hope to be more than wishful thinking, for hope to be partnered with meaningful action, for hope to be a collaborative and community effort, that this is what's available to us. And so in this time, when it seems like there is so much challenge, and we talked about challenge specifically in the last episode, perhaps in a different way, of electively taking on a daily challenge versus living in the midst of challenge of all sorts. And both of those can coexist and the same questions can arise. Who am I becoming? Who am I because of? Who am I in the process of experiencing this right now? What does it mean? What does it look like? And how am I bringing, bearing, relaying, recognizing, reflecting hope into the world. And if that's not the word that resonates for me, what does? And how am I seeing and speaking that with clarity, with confidence, with courage, and making it so that we do see, engage, and embrace the chances that do exist around us? I'd love to hear from you on your experience, on your feelings, on your thoughts around hope. Check out this osteopathic life, leave a comment there, sign up for the newsletter. And let's continue this journey together. This is Dr. Amelia Beeky with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.